talking defensive depth chart today at the University of Georgia, otherwise known as who will be drafted in this next year's NFL draft mm-hmm. uh, today on the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Bulldogs here, Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, part of Locked On Atlanta. Uh, and we're here today with John Tweet Sports. We're talking about the abject beauty of mm. defense, Daniel. Defense, defense, defense. Each three segment, we're going to do different uh, line or, or different position group as we take on who's going to replace those 15 draft choices from last year. Uh, I'm excited because defense is, again, such a beautiful thing at Georgia. And we have so much talent everywhere, Daniel. We do. We do. I heard this was a small Munden love fest. That's all I came to talk about. It's a small Munden fan podcast is what it is. We are are negotiating with the lawyers at Locked On On, trying to see if we can get officially changed the name to Locked On Small Munden Munden, uh, uh, onesie really quick. Hold on. I'll be be right back. I'm going to go find (laughs) that. It's not a – all right. It's it's it is that it is just a love fest for that. But there's a lot of players on this defense, John, that we're going to get into. Uh, so we're going to start with the defensive line uh, first of all, though. Meant to meant to do this on uh, yesterday's show. Uh, you've you got a new new little venture going on over there. You and some buddies. Uh, yeah. Tell tell the people what you've been up to these days. Yeah. So so we started DogsCentral.com. Um, it's a UGA site where we drop what we what we're hearing, what we know, what we learn. We have a community over there we're, that we're building. Um, it's me and uh, guys like Graham Coffee. My God, a podcast, 100 Sanford podcast, Field Street Forum, who, uh, which is a really good re- recruiting site with Jason and Dustin, do really good uh, work over there. So we brought together a lot of guys who just have fun creating UGA content and who uh, have built relationships over time that can provide a little bit of a deeper, you know, kind of analysis to things. And uh, folks can go check it out, dogcentral.com. We're having a good time building it. Premium site. And I don't just mean that they charge you money. I mean, premium site is uh, Dog Central. So, um, listen, you know if John's involved in it, then it's going to be good. It's We're cool. not. That's not somewhat. If you know if Kirby Smart's involved in the defense, do you see that transition, what I did there? You know if Glenn Schumann's got his hand in the defense. I'm talking about the best recruiter in all of college football, Glenn Schumann. Um, you know, Guys, if he's got his hand in the defense, it's going to be good. I was listening just real briefly. I was listening to um, Rusty Manziel from 247, who's a guy that I have a lot of respect for. Sure. Uh, a couple of days ago talking. And he said, Glenn Schumann, Kirby Smart took a chance on Glenn Schumann. He was 26 years old. Glenn Schumann never played a snap of college football. And yep. when Glenn Schumann started with Kirby Smart, the recruiting on the recruiting trail, <laughs> People used it against him and said, this guy never even played college football. You're going to go play for him? 
That narrative is changed. That narrative is different. It's not. It's not. They're about to be. uh, Yeah. Glenn Schumann's going to be running his own program one day uh, in the not too distant future. But for right now, I'm glad he's in Georgia. All right. Let's start on the defensive line. We've we've been too long already. We got to jump into it. Really, three positions on the defensive line. I mean, you get into the you get into the difference between nose and D tackle and D end. I mean, it, you know, we could get into the nuance and the minutia of what each of those positions is. You got three big dudes up front, is what I would love to say for the sake of this podcast for fans by fans. That's we're not trying to break down X's and O's, but so you know, I would say you know two of those dudes right off the jump. Okay, Jalen Carter's the best defensive player in college football. I don't want to hear any. Correctly. I don't want to hear any questions about that. Uh, and then you got Zion Logue, who has sort of become the face of this defense. Even with guys like Christopher Smith and Keely Ringo still out there, guys who played a lot more than he did last year and returning, Zion Logue almost has kind of become the face of this defense to me. This year's Devonte Wyatt. But yeah, I like up. that. I like that a lot. Um, so you got those two guys. John, I'd love to hear your thoughts about who's in that third spot along the defensive line, probably in that defensive end position if you want to you know, get technical mm-hmm. about where he's going to play. Who do you see as the third starter? And then who are the key contributors from elsewhere? Yeah, a guy a lot of folks don't talk about is a guy named Tremel Walther. So mm-hmm. Tremel Walther played – uh, more snaps than Zion Logue last year. Uh, he played. Mm-hmm. He played more snaps. Basically, um, he was outside of the Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, Devontae Wyatt. Um, he was the next guy on the defensive line that played the most snaps last year. Um, played those snaps on that defensive end position. I think Tremel Walther, really, really strong football player. I think he's going to be. Uh, he'll be the guy out there with the first team as things stand today. But as you mentioned, I mean, shoot. How many people are we going to rotate, rotate into this defensive line? It's going to be a lot. So the names that folks need to get used to hearing are names like Warren Brinson, who's going to be probably behind mm. Jalen Carter. Uh, a guy, uh, Tyron Ingram Dawkins, is a guy that folks are really, really, spring really spring game. spring game. Watch the spring oh. game. Watch the spring game. This kid's going to be brutal. He um, is a monster. Just a monster. Absolute monster. You got Nazir Stackhouse who's going to be back, who's going to play a lot. He'll probably be behind Zion Logue. He's already Um, played a lot. He's been there a lot. He's he's played a lot of snaps. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So if you go across that that defensive front, um, those are some guys you're going to hear. And then – you talk about the defensive end. You got a you got a, a guy named Michael Williams. Ooh, you know that's right. Who who is going to be an unbelievable football player? And I I will go out on a limb and say, and this is yes. Michael Williams might be rolling out with the ones before this season is over. He Michael Williams might be a guy yep. that before you get about. Is that Michael Williams coming out with his first team defense? Mm-hmm. That might happen. It, it, look, you go back a couple of days. We had John Garcia from uh, Sports Illustrated on the podcast, as we have many times. We only have people named John on the podcast, by the way. That's so it. if you want, if you want to jump on as a guest, I'm sorry, change your name to John. <laughs> um, 
we had John Garcia on and, you know, I asked him like, Hey, who from this 2021 class or 2022 class, I should say, who from this 2022 class, not even knowing the depth chart as well as we do. I said, who's, who's the guy that you're going to be like, I don't know how this guy's not going to play. And he said, uh, Michael Williams, I think is a name that comes to mind. And so look, don't, don't be surprised if do, do freshmen, do ultra talented freshmen play defense in Kirby Smart's defensive systems? Yes, they do. Almost every single year they do. Kirby wants to come out here and talk about how you can't have true freshman corners. Well, they're going to get burned all the time. Blah, 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 blah. Tyson Campbell called. And then he said, do you know about Keely Ringo? Have you heard of this guy, Keely Ringo, that I know? Um, we both just did that for you as true freshmen. Uh, you get true freshmen playing at every level of Kirby's defense. And this is the guy on the defensive line. Um, yep. Tons of names. There's tons of names. There's names yep. we haven't mentioned that could definitely play. And by the way, you mentioned John Garcia. This isn't a recruiting podcast today. Michael Williams was committed to USC yep. in October. Mm-hmm. So, And then and then Glenn Schumann happened. Went, went and got him. So yeah. Georgia, that's that's anytime you see those well, types of flips, right? Like you know, Georgia's going to go after guys that they feel like, hey, these guys can play. Because sometimes these kids commit and they're like, all right, we'll just move on to the next guy. And they didn't do this with Michael Williams. They went after him because um, I think he is absolutely the real deal. Well, Georgia recruiting is broken, John. I'm not sure if you've heard. So it's not. We shouldn't uh-huh. talk about it because it is broken. It's I not. think we need to know. Again, last year we had the set in stone defensive line. A couple of years ago, 2017, you saw the hockey line of rotation. Get used to that much more this coming year. I think that's going to be a much more common occurrence. Except with Jalen Carter all the time. No, I'm sorry. I'm all sorry. Jalen Carter the... just in there seeing who else is going to join him on the field. That's correct. correct. We'll just call it Jalen and the gang. We'll just... yeah. Jalen and the, the boys. Yeah, Make right. the shirt. Make the yeah. shirt. Uh, hey, we're going to come back after this. Talk about maybe some linebackers. Uh, but first, again, we'll let you know about our friends over at LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the place to go if you need to find the next team member to take your business to the next level. LinkedIn has so many millions of people on its network. And right now you need to hire the right team or right person for your team. Help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn jobs is the way to do it. And you get to talk to the recruits faster and get this for free. You can hmm. create a job post in minutes. LinkedIn uh, lets you reach whoever you need to beyond your network to 810 million people. That is just shy of how many pounds Jalen Carter can squat. It's science. I don't know how, but it is. Go mm-hmm. check it out. Simple tools like screening questions make it easier to focus on candidates. Right now, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. They actually just did a sports science episode where they proved that exact fact. I don't know. They brought that show back. It was, was off the air for like a time. decade. No, it was a decade off the air, but then there was like Jalen Carter can squat 800 8 million pounds. Um, all right, let's go to the second level of the defense, um, <clears throat> the linebacker position. Now, 
whatever you want to call these guys, you got your outsides, you got your insides, you got your edge players, you got your, I don't know, Georgia calls them like Jack and Sam and whatever, the Billy Bob and Attaboy and whatever, whatever they call it. Um, the outside backers, the Jack and the Sam, the, these are these are the easy ones. These are the softballs, the layups. Yep. Okay, these their names ain't nobody going to take the starting job of Nolan Smith or Robert Beal. This is your leading sack man on the team last year, and this is probably, with the exception of Jalen Carter the most consistently productive defensive player that Georgia returns. Now, maybe not, you know, you can you can quibble over what you will, but Nolan Smith's not going anywhere for this defense. I expect him to have a big year. Um, who do you see behind those guys? And what do we, what do we see? Not necessarily as an outlook. This is not like a, a preview show. So not necessarily an outlook for the outside backers, but but what do you see as being the overall strength of this unit, you know, uh, comparatively to years past uh, when you when you take everyone into consideration? Yeah, I, I think this unit, I'll answer the second question first. I think this unit runs a lot deeper athletically. Like, I think what what's happened, and Glenn Schumann has talked about this um, when he talks about middle linebackers or off-ball backers, he refers to them, but it's happened the same with the outside linebackers too. It's just Georgia started recruiting just athletes at these positions because you have to be able to line them up and drop them in coverage. And no one wants to, you know, you don't want to waste a, I say waste, waste a pass rusher like a Nolan Smith, uh, you know, or Robert Beal, like stepping out to cover somebody, but sometimes you got to do it or a middle linebacker do that. So I think the difference in years past is I think people are going to look at these groups and just be like, those guys are athletes. And Georgia has had athletes, but you're going to look and you're going to be like, holy cow. Um, but, guys, there's a guy that I love in this uh, mm-hmm. Jack and Sam group uh, that that a lot of people haven't talked about, uh, but you saw him get uh, ejected mm-hmm. for targeting AJ. in the mission game. <laughs> Yeah, is Chaz Chambliss. Ain't gonna be his first. Ain't gonna be his last time getting ejected for targeting. No. I'll tell you that right now. No, Chaz Chambliss. I think is a guy that I'm personally excited about. I think he probably lines up. Yeah, I, I'll say it. I mean, for me, for my money, I think he's going second in, in one of those positions in the depth chart. Um, he's a kid that uh, was, you know, just a fantastic just a fantastic athlete, but also will be a guy that they will put in on a third down situation where they need somebody to be physical in that position. Um, So look for Chaz Chambliss to play a lot. Um, I think it's a show me year for MJ Sherman. Um, I think MJ Sherman has been the system for, for a little bit and super athletic. I think it was depending on if you believe recruiting sites, which I don't necessarily uh, subscribe to rankings, um, but he was the number two uh, outside linebacker in the country coming out of his high school class. Um, but just hasn't, you know, just hasn't popped. But I think that's a guy that you could see that you could see a lot of. He has all the gifts that we've talked about. Um, reminds me of another. Reminds me of another guy, um, John. Uh, maybe. Uh, oh, Robert Beal. That's his name. His Robert name is Beal. Robert Beal. Robert. Beal. Oh, he was a five star, and he just hadn't done anything for us, and so I guess he's just not any good. No. No. Oh wait. It, it, oh it, no. Oh, MJ wait. Sherman. It's a, it's a show me year for MJ. The last one I'll mention, and then you guys probably have other names, because, again, these groups run 
they run deep. They're so deep. Um, but for me, uh, another one is another true freshman, uh, Marvin Jones Jr., mm-hmm. another guy that people look at and say, even as a true freshman, people look at this kid and be like, you tell me how you're going to keep that guy off the field. Like, you just tell me. And I know, you know, Nolan Smith and Robert Beal is how you're going to keep him off the field. But behind that, when those rotations start, you tell me how you're going to keep keep Marvin Jones Jr. off the field. I don't I don't see it. I think the kid is just too gifted to to even uh, to even be third or fourth or fifth down in that group. Mm-hmm. We've just listed all of these guys that are coming off the edge. We haven't gotten to inside linebackers. We're talking freak athletes already. That are ever going to cover to play the run to set the edge again. Nolan Smith and Nolan Smith setting that edge is underrated, and I don't think people give him enough credit how important so that is in this defense to allow freak athletes. Yeah, well, I heard I heard you have to have stats to get drafted yeah. first. Yeah. You do. That's what I heard. You do. Yeah. You do. Okay. I heard if you don't you have do. stats, mm-hmm. yeah. you're not going to get. You're not going to get nobody. NFL NFL scouts and executives, they only read the box scores. They don't watch any film. That's all they do. They don't watch any film at all. That's not. Um, Listen, again, I keep referencing back to it. Maybe just go watch the episode, listen to the episode. But, again, John Garcia on the podcast, I asked him that question. He did give me Michael Williams' name. He also gave me Marvin Jones Jr.'s name. And then he said, but I'll tell you who I like. Just as much at that outside linebacker position is this kid, Darius Smith. And he said, you better just watch this kid because this is a guy that he's got every bit the athleticism. He didn't quite get, you know, he didn't quite get the, you know, the bump and the boost that some recruits seem to get. But still a very highly high four star guy, a very coveted athlete, um, very fast, very explosive playmaker. And so another guy that you need to keep an eye on, but there's just so many guys at this position. And, and the point of the, of this position is you can impact a game in three snaps from the outside linebacker position. You can be darn near the defensive MVP of a game in three snaps. Cause you have two sacks and a quarterback pressure that leads to an interception and you're you're the hero of the game and you played three snaps. You don't have to play, you know, 30, 40, 50 snaps in order to make an impact at this position. So it it doesn't matter if these guys don't get a lot of run. The run that they get if they're in there and they're ready to go could be significant. Again, returning more defensive snaps this year than we did 2 years ago with the best defense in college football history and we're adding these guys to it. No, that's not the narrative, Clint. Drop I, it. Just drop it. That's I not what people want to hear. That's I not can't. what people. No, All right. you got to watch box scores. If they don't have the stats, <laughs> they're not any good. So. Oh, Touché. gosh. North Alabama, Alabama fans. Alabama fans in the comments, my favorite. Brandon Cox Just my said, favorite. I got more TFLs and sacks in 30 yeah. minutes. Okay, um, let's go inside. Let's move ooh. inside. Um, I need I need a minute because I'm I'm. This is where it gets real for me. Any players? Any players inside? We got anybody inside now? Th- John, I'll ask you: Is it because to to me, there's like to me, there's five names for these two spots that you really have to pay attention to. I don't know if how you rank them or if you have them, if you have one that rises to the top of everybody else, there's a lot of people that seem to think there's one, 
that is sort of ahead of everyone else. Are you in that camp? Do you think that JDJ is up there and he's 1A and everyone else is kind of fighting for number two? Or do you think that these five guys are really kind of in a in a group? I'll just give you my – so I got Dumas Johnson, I got Xavier Sori, I got Smile Mondin, I got Ryan Davis, and I got Tresman Marshall. These are my five guys. Do you have anybody to add to the list, and how do you like them and in what order? Yeah, I mean the only the only guy to add to that list, frankly, is John Walker, who is you know I don't I think he's a good athlete, but I think the five you listed are the five personally. Yeah. Um, I it, this is so hard. I don't think JD, JDJ is head and shoulders above interesting uh, above the rest of that group. What I do think is I think the 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 staff. Um, probably trusts him to be ahead of that group and probably wants him to be ahead of that group. Hmm. Um, and so that's why I would put him as number one. I mean, this, this inside linebacker or off ball backer is Glenn Schumann calls it. It's so important. It's kind of like, it's a little bit like quarterback, right? Like it's so, it's so important to the defense that you kind of have to pick the guy. You kind of have to say, listen, all right, this is going to be the guy. And, is until he shows us that he's not the guy, he's going to be the guy. And I think JDJ is that for this, for this defense at the moment. I, I'm not a subscriber to think that he's, you know, think that he's head and shoulders above a guy like Tresman Marshall, for example, it mm-hmm. or gifted in a lot of ways. But I think, um, I think you have a lot of guys that can play the position. That's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not putting down JDJ more so than I'm saying those five, you listen sure. Are, are really good linebackers. I really think you could grab two of them and you'd feel pretty good at, mm-hmm. at linebacker. I know Davis has, has battled through a lot of injuries and yep. you know you haven't gotten to see him a lot. Is he 100%? What does even 100% of Ryan Davis look like? We don't know. We haven't seen it. We want to talk about a guy that's been in the program, that's yep. paid his dues, that's waited his turn, and now if he's 100% healthy, you'd love to see him get a shot. And then, I mean, those two sophomores, John, Clint, those two sophomores, Xavier Sori and Smile Monda, man. I mean, how can you not just be how can you not just salivate at the prospect of seeing either one of those guys on yeah. the field for Georgia next year? Yeah. I mean, if you ask me, I I would say yeah, give me give me either one of those lined up next to a guy like JDJ and let's let's roll. Like, I think that's, you know, you, I'm so excited. I'm so excited because when, I, when you hear Kirby Smart talk about Smile Munden, and again, we talked about this on the podcast yesterday where Kirby doesn't, he doesn't waste his words when he's talking about specific players. And when he talked about that guy, I was like, I no, I don't know that I've heard Kirby Smart compliment a player for their athleticism, like their ability, the way that he, the way it, that he talked about. Nobody Smart. was drawing that out of him. Nobody was trying to coax him into saying that. He just couldn't stop himself from saying that. And I love, to your point about the the quarterback of the defense is an overused phrase, but you listen to the other players talk about Smile Monday because, of course, Kirby says that to the reporters, and then the reporters ask everyone that they can find. Like, tell me more about Smile Monday because I'm writing a story. They should just be like, hey – could you do my job for me? I'm writing a story about Smile Mondin, and I want you to give me quotes for the story so that I don't have to type as much. Um, and so 
they ask everyone about Swamanda, and a lot of the things you heard are, yes, he's very physically gifted. Yes, he's very athletic. Yes, he flashes the ball. But you hear a lot of people saying, like, he's getting a lot more comfortable calling the defense. He's getting yeah. a lot more comfortable leading the defense. And, like, there's just no way that Zion Logue, he's a leader on this defense, but he can't lead the defense from the defensive tackle spot. No, Christopher Smith can't lead the defense from way back there in the secondary, playing deep as the deepest. You need a guy right there in the middle to be able to do this. You don't have one. And that's obviously a concern for everyone in the national media. But if you're Georgia, you just need one of these guys to elevate themselves. And honestly, give me any of those five guys. Give me any two. That's what's so phenomenal about this group is that they are truly and honestly – going to, it's going to filter out when when the cream rises to the top and everything gets taken care of whoever those two are starting we trust the two you said their names so many times kirby and glenn kirby and glenn and this is their position group that they care a great deal about whoever's coming out of that talented uber talented incredible incredible development watching guys ahead of them for years and years and years Give me whatever you have and then add on all those freshmen coming in that are just going to continue this lineage of the three-headed attack at inside Mm -hmm. linebacker. Yeah, if you're a Georgia fan, you don't trust Glenn Schumann to figure out the inside linebacker position. I can't no help. way. Glenn Schumann, Glenn, Glenn Schumann didn't have to go to the transfer portal and get Henry Toa Toa to come play middle linebacker. No. Uh, the, you mean the built, 17th he, best middle linebacker in the SEC? You mean you mean that guy? You, you, it's, you're talking about? it's not that's not like it. That's that's factual. That's that's what we call <laughs> objective, not subjective truth. Y'all go look at the numbers. Uh hey, we're gonna come back after the t- talk secondary, but first this. Daniel, we're talking secondary now, and we've been on this podcast saying that this could be, could be the best secondary that Kirby has had his entire tenure at UGA. Now, that's coming with caveats that we've had lots and lots of very, very, very talented DB groups, and a lot of them went back to different places. We, uh, Stevenson and, and, and all of that, I get, I understand. Um, and we've had lockdowns, we've had Baker, we've had uh, Stokes, um, but are we are we all John, would you agree with Daniel and I that this is probably Kirby's best secondary to start the season? I, I don't know how it's gonna go, but to start the season, is this his best secondary that he's had? Yeah, I mean, if you if you look and you and and you look at the group that's coming back, minus you know, Lewis Seen, right? You got a strong group coming back, and that group has played a lot of, of snaps. And and I mm-hmm. I would absolutely agree with that. Not only not only the strongest or one of the strongest, I would also say it's a lot deeper than folks give it credit for. Too. Here it is. Come yeah. on. Um, and, uh, and I think, you know, again, we go back to, Oh, you don't see the, you don't see the guy's names out there. And so you're wondering who's going to line up opposite of Keely Ringo. You got two guys who have been in the system for two years. Georgia players have said mm-hmm. on record practice is harder than the games, right? Yep. I mean, these guys have not just been sitting there holding a clipboard. Um, and so, uh, so I agree. I agree with that that sentiment for sure. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, well, let's just start there. Let's just start there, John, because obviously you got Keely Ringo at corner, one of the outside corners, and then um, you got this other corner. It's a big question mark. It's a big. And I'll and I'll just let me just try to walk you into this answer, John. You've referenced over the last couple of days many times where where Kirby Smart has unprompted just decided mm-hmm. to talk about a player. 
a player that's on the scout team, a player that's a true freshman, a player that's not getting first team reps. And one of the players that he decided to do that about almost seemingly couldn't stop himself from doing that about last year was the guy that I think is going to be starting at corner opposite Keely Ringo. And uh, his name is Kamari Laster. So uh, what are your thoughts on Kamari Laster as um, the other starting corner for this Georgia team? Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. If, if, uh, if somebody would give me a line uh, on a site out there uh, for me to put a little wager on who that would be, my money would be on Kamari Lassiter. I think Kamari Lassiter uh, is is absolutely a kid that, um, you know, he's been in a situation where um, just hasn't just hasn't had the experience. And Kirby last year decided and made the right decision to go out to the transfer portal, get Darion Kendrick, come in get some experience opposite because in that case you had a guy like Keely Ringo who didn't have a lot of experience on that side. But now you've got that lockdown, uh, lockdown boundary corner with Keely Ringo. I think on the other side, um, Kamari Lasser, absolutely gifted guy, um, super fast, super physical, um, has, I don't know what his vertical leap is, but you've seen this kid you can again go on the internet and watch him making plays where he's jumping up in the air and knocking down balls, intercepting balls. Like the the kid's really good, and he's going to be really good uh, for for a long time, not just at Georgia but beyond that. So I, I think Kamari Lasser is the guy. Which now we play a game. Which of the young former five star corners is next? And you can only list one name, John. This is oh, your geez. this is the one name game. You have got, by my count, three, maybe four mm -hmm. young former five-star corners. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, they're, they're just lined up right there. Yep. So I want to know who's corner three on okay. this Georgia team. Okay. And I can only name one guy. There can only be one third-string corner. Oh, my so. gosh. Um. Man, I'm just gonna do it. Okay, get everyone, get your typing fingers ready for the comments. Because folks, folks want to go with with a guy like Nylon Green who's been in the system. I'm going with Dalen Everett. I think Clemson is gonna regret losing Dalen Everett. I think Clemson Dalen regrets every, so many things. Everything. So many things. But I think I think Dalen Everett is. Uh, is it, it would be in that third spot. I think he's going to push for playing time. I think he uh, has all not only all of the gifted talent, you know, from from the ability to actually play the position, but the dude runs like a four four forty, like absolute blazing speed. Um, just, I think he's just an incredible, incredible corner and. Um, and I think he's he he would be the third in my in in John Tweet's mm. depth chart um, as of right now. Love it, Clint. You got problems with that? I got no problems with that. If if I was taking money, I think the odds-on favorite. You're right. Probably a guy like Green would be higher up on the odds mm -hmm. just by mm -hmm. oddsmaker. Um, but I get the sense that Kirby likes talking about a bunch of people, but cornerback he is very very tight-lipped on almost every single year. Where all of a sudden. I mean, Campbell's out there starting game one of the season. You're like, what? where did 
where did that come from? I, I didn't see that coming. All of a sudden, you got, got like Everett out there. That mm-hmm. fits that mold. And what yeah. he wants is rangy. And by the way, just an FYI, take a risk on bigger upside on that corner because why because we have bullard we have both the smith brothers we have the lockdown corner of lockdown corners on keely ringo you can go ahead and take a guy who might have a maybe the floor you don't go for that guy you go for a ceiling guy and that might be everett so i have no problem with that at all well georgia plays the 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 teams that georgia plays you don't have a lot of guys like james williams who is just a burner that can and so Kirby will put somebody over the top and be like, you don't you don't have anybody on your team that's gonna beat this freshman cornerback. They're too gifted athletically. Not to mention, Sorry. let's just it just needs to be said, not to mention Georgia opens the season against Bo Nix, their quarterback. So you just gotta you gotta you just go ahead and take a free pass there. Like it's just a you, it's just a free scrimmage. We're just out here having fun at the I was, YMCA. I was uh, on Locked On Oregon, and they were like, hey, "Tell us about Bo Nix's strengths and no, weaknesses." No. And I said, "Well, he doesn't quarterback well." <laughs> so, that's that a, a weakness. That's a weakness is playing quarterback. Man, can I just say something? I forgot that Bo Nix is going to be the quarterback. <laughs> you at did not until you right did not. now. <laughs> Well, welcome is, to the pod. Welcome is, to the lockdown. Is, is this the year that he's having fun and is a dark horse for the Heisman? Oh, he is God. a dark Short. horse for that Heisman trophy. He just all right. Lord of mercy. We're another 70-minute podcast here. All right. Safety spots, it's it's Christopher Smith. He's got that job locked down. And I'll just just give me a yes or no. Georgia fans don't want it. They don't want to hear this. I don't I don't care if you want to hear it or not. Okay. I do not think Tyke Smith's going to be a full go when the season starts. Dan Jackson is your starting safety opposite of Christopher Smith, and you're going to have to talk me out of it if you're going to try to disagree with me. It's Dan Jackson. This is the guy. Kirby Smart trusts him. Kirby Smart loves him. This is the guy. And he's, listen, he's not the best safety, but he is the most reliable safety. That Georgia has, and uh, until Tyke Smith gets back full go, I think this is Dan Jackson's job, guys. Yeah, I can't. We saw it last year, didn't we? We saw Clemson. He was out there so much of the entire game, and as much as we hated it, he did. He did fine. Yep. Uh, Only thing left to talk about is the star position, and uh, this is a question. How well does Dan Jackson need to play? If Dan Jackson's in there and playing well, Tyke Smith comes back. I think I think William Poole is your guy at star. Mm-hmm. He he played really well in the national championship game, had his low moments last year, but then really rebounded and played well when it mattered, made some huge defensive plays in that national championship game. Huge plays against the wide receivers that Alabama was playing in the they did have wide receivers that played in the game not a lot starting wide receivers that played the whole game is you'll be shocked to learn the rebuilding yeah William Poole made some great plays I think it's his job does Tyke Smith is there a chance we see him at star when he's full go come back from the injury or do you think Tyke Smith is a safety through and through I think Tyke Smith can definitely play star. I think there's def- there's a chance that we see him at star. I think, honestly, it's going to depend on um, how 
what his health looks like, how long it takes him to get back into getting full reps and how much of that rehab time gives a guy like Javon Bullard to get reps, right? If you, you know, you got to remember somebody's, somebody's out there taking these reps at full speed in that second position every day of practice. Yep. And if you got a guy like Javon Bullard, if he can get enough reps mm-hmm. with Tyke Smith being banged mm-hmm. up at that star position, I think it's tough. For me, I think Tyke Smith, his upside is tremendous, right? Like George went out and got him out of the portal. He was an All-American. Like the guy absolutely can play. And so if he comes back healthy, I do think um, – and Dan Jackson is playing well. I think he fits right in the star position. I think that's a great position for him and also – probably uh limits him a little bit from potential you know injury as well too like you're not playing necessarily as many staff in that position um but you got it the you know georgia a program like georgia when you're as deep as they are and you've recruited as well as they have if you give a guy too many reps mm-hmm. because you're banged up kirby smart has proven He's not signing you back in there just because you were an All-American two years ago. Nope. He's not I'm sorry. Back in there. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the quarterback at West Virginia right now, John? Do you happen Absolutely. to know? Who's the quarterback at West Virginia? <laughs> Absolutely. He is yeah. not Kirby Smart. He is going to go with his And do you know what? Do you know what that makes him? The worst coach in the history of college football who who does nothing but mismanage rosters and will never win anything meaningful in his entire I only want to win a national championship with a five-star quarterback, and I will want nothing else. It doesn't even count. If you don't have a five-star quarterback, it doesn't count. Well, Kirby spent all, all the second half of last year saying he was going to play the guy that he felt like gave Georgia the best chance to win the game. Interesting. Uh-huh. And then – and then I watched Stetson Bennett go eight for eight hmm. for 60-something yards and two no, touchdowns. No, he didn't complete the any pass. He did nothing to win the game. The, game was on the, line. The, de- the defense won the game. So here's, here's what I say to that. Don't, don't you dare get enough reps in front of Kirby Smart that he Uh-oh. thinks you're the guy that gives them the best chance to win the game. Uh-oh. So Tyke Smith. I, I want him to be healthy. I think he's a phenomenal player. But, man, don't you let a guy like Javon Bullard or somebody else get enough reps and Kirby Smart being like, oh, I think this guy gives us the best chance to win the game at that at that number two slot at, at, at star. And I think Dan Jackson and Malachi Starks and, uh, <clears throat> and Christopher Smith have safeties locked out. Like, you start naming enough of these guys, and all of a sudden it, it, you can wash it out pretty quick. That's – Dating Kirby Smart must have been hell in college. Mm. Just be like, oh, you're not available Friday? That's fine. Okay. Let's just – who else Who else out here? I'm just going to move on. Who gives us the best chance to go on a date this Friday? Who gives us the best chance to go on a date? Um, we finally did mention Malachi Stark, so I will allow us to end the podcast. But that man's going to get some tackles this year as well. That man's going to see the field. He's going to play some snaps. And um, – Mm, Tyke Smith, Tyke Smith, but we watching out for him, or he's not going to have a job at the star position, and he's not going to have a job at the safety position, and all of a sudden, Tyke Smith is going to be going back and playing next to JT Daniels. Who, 
you got to watch out. And I love, and again, I love Tyke Smith, the world that we live in. It's a great world to be in as a Georgia Bulldog. Mm. Uh, it's, it is great to be a Georgia Bulldog is what absolutely. you're saying. Yeah. So the folks who listen 90 minutes into this podcast got to mm. hear us talk about Kirby Smart's dating life, Malachi Starks, and yeah. you better watch your back. <laughs> so yeah. we, Loyal third drink. segment listeners, the Bolden brothers are just – we listen. We've got we got some of the best third segment listeners in the business, John. But I don't know if anybody's made it to the end of this episode. We will be back tomorrow. Clinton, I will. I don't think John can talk anymore. He's talked for two hundred minutes over the last two days with us. But we'll be back tomorrow. We got lots more to talk about about this Georgia team. Five days a week this week, and we will see you guys tomorrow.